Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. The studio is full of people today. I wish you could see all of us in here. We are just short of a Volkswagen full of clowns crammed (laughs) into a telephone booth. First off, I have a guest co-host today. That's new and unique. I'd like to introduce you to my sister, Jackie, who is visiting from North Idaho this week. Hey, sis, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for including me in this. It's a frightening but fun experience. (laughs) See what happens when you stay at my house, folks? You get conned into co-hosting a radio show. And then we have three guests joining us today for this week's show. I'd love to welcome Christian Living columnist and founder of the T4 Family Center, Steve Nelson, back into the studio. And joining Steve are his kids, Caleb and Lydia. Welcome, you guys. How are you? Hello. Thank you. Hi. Hi. (laughs) We're good. You're good? (laughs) Yeah, we're doing pretty great. Awesome. It's a beautiful summer day. God's good. And we're ready to have some fun. True. So, Steve, you've been on Spotlight before, and we chatted about so many things last January when you were here. But today's a bit different. And the last time in January, we hinted just a little bit about this board game. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's happening from idea to reality. It's It's been so fun. You have given me a front row seat. I, you know, I get texts with weird pictures, and I'm like, what? Is, oh, I know what that is. And you keep me updated, and it's just been so fun. I've never seen anybody develop a board game before, so this has been just a fun experience to watch. But we're getting close. Well, actually, by the time we air, you will have launched. Correct. It's happening, yes. We're recording mid-July, and by late July, it'll be out officially. Yeah, so. that's, it's so exciting. We don't usually record this far out, but um, we have some things going on in our family. So you guys were gracious and came in early so that we could get this done. So first of all, I'm going to ask Lydia, what's the name of the game? Noah's Ark, The Journey. The Journey. So why Noah's Ark? Wow. Uh, well, it is an amazing event in history, for starters. So many movies, so many books and puzzles, and whether for kids or adults, and, and it is uh, more than just a handful of giraffes sticking their head out of a top of a tugboat in a bathtub with a rainbow. Um, you know, you look at every book about the Bible with illustrations, the story of Noah's Ark is definitely part of it. Yes. And so uh, I'm inspired by it, you know, and, and we really wanted to make God look good, make his word look good. We wanted to include people in the, in the feel of the Bible. And why not start with one of the most popular, amazing stories of all time? And really, because Noah's Ark is so often portrayed as a kid's story alone, we really wanted to take it to another level. Uh, it's not just a kid's story. It's a great story for kids, but it's also a great story for adults and any person because it's true. Uh, if you look at it only as a folklore, as a myth, as a fable, as a nice symbolic story about colors and animals so you can learn that as a child, then that's what it stays. 
but it's not because the the Bible is true altogether, including Noah's Ark. Yep. And so why not, if we're going to make something fun for the family, a board game, why not start there? And there are other reasons why we chose the game. But. So how do people in the world today view Noah's Ark? Well, good question. There's a lot of people on the planet, and it is a universally known event in history. Yep. Whether you're in Japan or India or Africa or the USA, there are countless people who have their version of a worldwide flood where this guy and his family got a bunch of animals on a boat and they were saved by God in an extraordinary way. And so uh, people in the world uh, are torn, really. There's a handful of people who look at it with skepticism and there are some that look at it with inspiration. You know, and, and Christians are kind of in both camps, to be honest. Yep. Christians, yeah, they believe in Jesus. That's an easy one. I say, well, if you are doubtful of Noah's Ark, I've got a more extraordinary event for you. What about this carpenter one time who was perfectly innocent? He was murdered, and yet he was raised from the dead three days later, never to die again. I think that's more incredible than a Noah's Ark. So yeah. let's start there and backtrack. And, and you ask how people in the world view it. Uh, I think I go back to that, uh, you know, dichotomy of do you believe it's not true because you quote unquote quote can't fit all the animals on, yes. you know, the, the people who don't have much information or don't really uh, view it with any detail initially have that take because that's what the world likes to promote. Sadly, the world, as we know, is not in favor of the Bible or God's word. Yeah. It's a nice history book that maybe teaches a few lessons. Yes. That's the elevation they like to bring it to. We, on the other hand, believe it's the word of God. Yeah, exactly. And God doesn't just write nice little stories. Uh, the neat thing about the Bible, again, when you come back to things, is there's literal and figurative truth. Well, there's plenty of figures of speech to accentuate truth, but there's also literal things. And Noah's Ark was not just a figurative story. It really happened. Exactly, yeah. Well, and two, one of the things, you know, you talked about all the pictures, all the puzzles, all the everything. They all show adult animals. And until the last probably two years, I never really thought, even, you know, even me, I didn't think about, he probably took baby animals on there. <laughs> he didn't take two full-size elephants to begin with. Wow, start with the elephant. I mean, that's the most majestic, amazing animal there is, it feels like. No One kidding. of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, look at that trunk and the way they just mosey around. They are not have a care in the world. I mean, I love the elephants. And then the giraffes, you can add that to the mix yep. as well. Yeah. So those kind of animals, how can you fit those full-grown ones? Well, you know, even if the boat is over 500 feet long, which is what we anticipate based off of the size of cubits and the proportions listed in the Bible, even with that, you can't really fit that many full-grown animals on there. But what if you took some young animals? What if you took some baby animals? Just possibilities. We weren't there, but these are all plausible and very reasonable ways that God worked with Noah to find a solution to make it happen. That is so cool. That is so... Because you guys went to the Ark Encounter last year. So oh, I'm going to yeah. kind of back up just a little bit. I want to hear Caleb and Lydia's impression of the Ark Encounter because I'm going to be honest, the Ark Encounter is, Jackie and I have our own little bucket list. There are six of us kids, but Jackie and I have had, oh gosh, probably three months ago. Yes. I want to go to the Ark Encounter. I do too. Let's make it, let's plan a trip. Yes. So that is, at our ages, we want to go to the Ark Encounter. So what did you guys think at about the At my age, Ark I have to get on that bucket list pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest of the sisters. <laughs> 
Well, the Ark Encounter, it's pretty amazing when you really see it in person. It's mesmerizing the size and the impactfulness God had to work in Noah to build this huge thing. Yeah, because they didn't have all the electric. They didn't have DeWalt drills. They had none of it, yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Lydia? I think just based on how they could make the image of Noah's Ark come together in such a way, it could really inspire some people. That's cool. Did, do you want to go back? Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a group trip. Was there a guide walking you through and telling you what was going on there? No, they just had a ton of signs showing around and what to look at. How fun. Self-guided tour. Yeah, there's. Uh, it was amazing to go with these two, the three of us, family yeah. event. Because as a, as a dad, I want to teach my kids the truth. I want to teach them the Bible. It's more than just, hey, let's say a prayer before bed or, hey, let's let's read our Bibles for a few minutes and talk about that. When you come to something like the Ark Encounter, and we keep going back to it because it is such an inspiring thing that ties right in to our board game, because going to the Ark Encounter was a key, key benchmark for us to finish the game. When we were growing up, our parents had a wonderful um, set of children's Bible storybooks with big colored pictures, and mom would read that to us, and we could see the pictures, which made it seem more real. I cannot even imagine how much more the actual Ark Encounter makes that come to life. Mm. Indeed. Can hardly wait to go. So let me let me ask you this. Um, if the story of Noah's Ark is promoted as impossible and not true, does it by implication make the Bible harder to believe? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you attack the pieces of a big building at the foundation, that building is not going to stand long. I would not want to go to the 100th floor of a building if I saw it crumbling on the cornerstone. No. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to really attack things in the Bible from an outsider's point of view to try to suggest it's not true, because it has some extraordinary things, people getting raised from the dead, you know, Jesus coming back and all of people going to heaven, things like that. People if, getting healed. Healed. <laughs> uh, people getting joy when they were in despair. You know, yes. you name the trouble, it's overcome with a, a delivering answer from God. So with that being said, people don't believe it. So if they're going to attack something, why not start in the book of Genesis? We're going to just t- address these major things that say occurred. And Noah's Ark is a big one because, quote, unquote, scientists prove it's not true. But I would say... Show me a scientist who has a knowledge of God's word. Combine the natural knowledge and the spiritual knowledge. You have an informed individual who will be more confident in Noah's Ark. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So tell us a little bit about the board game. Cool. Where do I even start? It it, it really started with a a, a desire to make it simple and fun. Uh, Keeping things simple is difficult. (laughs) Yes. I've seen the pictures, and it is quite elaborate. It's beautiful. Indeed. Thank you so much. Uh, There are different rules in the rule book that allow people to make it deeper or more simple. So it's flexible in that way. But when you want to know about the board game, it's really about the boat, first of all, the ark, this nautical vessel. And you literally use the bottom of the box, the box itself, as the centerpiece in the game. And there's a a mat you place on it. And the ark is assembled and constructed during gameplay, a 16-piece Noah's Ark right there. Built to scale. We don't know what they actually look like, but I have to say that uh, it looks pretty cool. Looks better than a tugboat. So that's the key. It's all about the boat. Then around the game, there's not a single board in the middle. It's around the center. So each of four to eight players 
control or, or more like are near a certain region of the land. And, and I loved how you named the regions. <laughs> well, yeah, the uh, we, we gave some silly names because you have to make light of the situation. Yep. A worldwide flood, a lot of people die. It's serious. But at the same time, we're trying to look at the emphasis of the good, how the good, the family made it through these troubles. So, yeah, uh, some examples. Uh, there are four cities in the game, and they're called Grumpy Town, uh, <laughs> Do Nothingville, All About Me City, and Know-It-All Metropolis. Perfect. So, <laughs> And that kind of encapsulates, that, that, that describes, people into the world today, but certainly it would have described some of the people in Noah's day. They were not about others because you become about others when you're about God, yeah. because that's the motivation that builds in a person's heart. When you think of God's word, when, when you're in harmony with God, you're going to be thinking about others. So if you're not about God, you're all about yourself. And so that's the funny part about it. So the game surrounds the boat in the middle, and you have these eight hero characters, not just Noah. Let's, let's give that guy some props. What a tremendous guy. Absolutely. But he had a certain lady who was his wife. You think she didn't have to have a few intense conversations at night about this thing? Like, yeah. you want to build what? I am certain that Emzara is the name we call her, just an awesome name. And we uh, is uh, she and Noah had to be so locked in together. And, and we so seldom ever hear anybody's name other than Noah. Remind us who were the others with them. Sure, be happy to mention them. And, and these names, the wives' names we borrowed, or more like are using by permission from the Ark Encounter, because they're such cool names. Why come up with other ones? So in the Bible, it lists Noah and his three sons. So it's Noah, Japheth, and Ham, and Shem. Their wives are as follows, starting with Noah's wife, Emzara, Raina, Keziah, and Ariel. Beautiful. Pretty names. Amazing names. So you look at these people. There's more than just Noah. These eight hero characters. You get to customize their powers in the game by using these cards that give them abilities like intelligence and strength and kindness. And these things are what really help them succeed. And they use things like love, courage, and inspiration to affect the troubles and overcome them. So you have to work together. So all these characters have cool depictions of them and they all have two special um, valuables they need to collect. These valuables are connected to their special assignments, if you will. They're all working together to build the boat, get the animals on board, etc. But Noah, for example, has the blueprint of the boat, of yep. the ark. Right. Emzara, she's a specialist with the animals. She's really a zoologist kind of person. She is the expert on those. Others are experts on art and music and astronomy. You're like, why would you bring that on Noah's Ark? Well, they didn't want to start from scratch. I can imagine they wanted to bring aboard and move on in life and the generations ahead. Great things. Those are wonderful things. But we also needed food and we needed our water filtered and we needed the boat protected while we're building it. Because I doubt all the people around there were like, oh, that's pretty neat. I never want to go look in there. <laughs> I'm going to just completely leave you in perfect peace and privacy. I'd like to even work for you and build with my hard work, you know. <laughs> so point is, these eight hero characters uh, are real, and you make them come alive, and then they work together to achieve the impossible. So cool. With so many animals on the planet today, which ones were on the ark, and which ones did you include in the game? Ah, great question. There was a... Uh, a finals list. We had a, a list and like, oh no, are we going to include the zebra? Of course, you can't just skip the zebra. Oh well, yeah. You've got to have the king of the jungle. We're already got lion included. Let's get some fun ones. Mr. Skunk, you've been hired. <laughs> oh no. Porcupine, <laughs> welcome on board. 
you know, this kind of animals. But we picked animals that were, and, and the, the animals we picked look like animals we have today. So we don't know specifically what their genetic ancestors look like. But there were no water animals. You don't need dolphins on the boat. They would have been fine no matter how many days it rained. So let's not have any dolphins, exactly. please. No water animals. Secondly, you don't really need bugs or invertebrates. When it flooded, how many, how much man-made or natural debris, flotsam, was just around on the planet? Bugs are pretty amazing. Of the trillions of bugs around, for example, of a bumblebee, do you think a couple could have made it? You think, especially with the author of Life behind it? Yeah. So they didn't yes. need bugs. So let's give it water animals and invertebrates and bugs. What about dinosaurs? If dinosaurs were included, we've already addressed how they could have been small dinosaurs. Or what about eggs before they oh. were hatched? Because those certainly could have fit on the boat. So you have all these possibilities. We pick 16 animals, and you'll have to check out the game to see what they are. I but can't I wait to find samples. it. In, They're in, mammals, and, mammal, mammals and birds. Perfect. So, I love Mammals it. and birds. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just, I'm still thinking animals and I'm, and I'm so grateful because all these years I have blamed Noah for bringing the mosquito on board. So (laughs) anyway, you do some other things. You have T4 Family Center. So how does, how does Noah's Ark, the journey come into part of T4 Family Center? Well, it's all about, uh, Bible, you know, putting the Bible in front of families. Yep. Not everybody goes to church or opens their Bible, especially less and less in this world. So how can you make it interesting and, and use some imagination to, to open that door? So we make Bible products. We've done numerous things from Bible courses and such and study aids like timelines. But we've done some fun and interesting things that you don't quite see as often as well. Projects like a digital escape room, which is Bible themed and fun and interesting. And then this board game. We've done games before, but nothing at a national level like this. This is our our, our first major release of this game, of a, a Bible-themed game, which the world is in desperate need of, by the yeah. way. There aren't many good Bible-themed games. So you have to have some fun. How can a family in their own home sit around a table and even begin to start to talk about the Bible? Not everybody's comfortable with that subject. So you have some silliness. You have a game. You know, what's the purpose of a game? To have fun and hang out with family and friends. We have a nice recipe for awesomeness. I don't live in this area anymore, so I'm not, I've not heard of T4. What it, What is that exactly? Uh, T4 is uh, the name of our company. That's a shortened version, oh. but you can go to t4games.org or t4familycenter.com. But T4 comes from the word transform. Perfect. We, we like that word because transform means to change. You change for the better. So we just took the T and the F-O-R and form and T-4. Oh, okay. And so you got to come up with some name, right? So let's get it. Two characters. <laughs> T-4. <There you> go. <laughs> Sounds good. So Caleb and Lydia, I, as you've developed this game, I know that there are, I, the last time Steve and I talked, you had not played a full version yet, but you've played parts of it. So what, as, as a kid, I can take, have your dad take his headset off if you want, so he can't hear you. But... <laughs> You can be honest. (laughs) How fun is the game? It's pretty fun. It's cool to incorporate the Bible in it and to see the cool animals and the cool designs of everything involved. The 3D pieces are what really brings it together, having the physical arc or physical 3D animals, in my opinion. Is that your favorite part? Yeah. See it and touch it. So I know for a fact from visiting with your dad that you guys have helped develop this game. Mm -hmm. So what, what has been your favorite part individually? What, what part of the development, which piece of the, whatever, what part that you did well, was your favorite? I enjoyed drawing the icons 
So some of the icons on the dice or on some of the cards, they were fun to design and draw. Yeah, she actually did it. We have a. She was twelve back then when we made those, and you're talking to a twelve year old who made all those icons. And you're thirteen now. Yes. Yeah. My favorite part would have probably have to be the brainstorming in the very beginning when we would brainstorm for hours on end, uh, different ideas for the board game and how to incorporate everything in it and piece it all together. I can see by the look on their faces that they were genuinely (laughs) excited about being a part of that. This has been a fun project. We we, we played so many games and and looked at so many games. A typical day is, okay, here's a game. Caleb, I want you to open this box of this game we found at the library. I want you to look at all the rules and pieces and tell me what you think is cool. What do we want to incorporate in our game? Here's your game, Lydia. And they're probably going to be happy one day when we stop talking about Noah's Ark every day. But <laughs> Are you getting tired of Noah's Ark? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. In the back of your mind, is there another game in your mind that you think you want to add to this one later on and start working on? Another game to create? Yeah, that'd be a cool idea to add another game to the T4 franchise. That'd be pretty awesome. I think there will definitely be more games in the future. Just Are you working on the happen. icons already? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I love it. How about you, Dad? Are you are you are you, do you are you just so focused that it's? Like- uh, we actually have seven other games ready oh to gosh. go uh, in theory, uh, but we're putting a hundred percent of our efforts in this first one yes. and making it as strong and excellent as possible to be fun for people and affordable. And uh, we want to continue with the Bible themes as we go through. So we're starting with Genesis. Next is Exodus. So I've got some cool oh. things with Moa or Moa Moses, that <laughs> awesome dude. He had and, trouble uh, talking too. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah, he was out of Egypt for forty years. I think I'd forget how to speak as well. You know. <laughs> so Noah's Ark: The Journey, um, again, will have launched by the time this airs, but it's launching on July twenty sixth. Is that correct? Yes. And how do people find it? And how do people get more information? Uh, they can always reach us personally if they have questions, but it's simple. Go to t4games.org. By the time you hear this, there should be some awesome videos and information and more resources than you can dream up of finding out about the animals and the people and the boat. And um, you'll see for yourself if you like the game and, and if folks, you like what we do. Folks, it's the letter T and the number four games. Dot, dot, dot org. Dot Correct. Org. Thank yeah. you. That's cool. Will it be in any stores, or we we just order it through your organization? Great question. I already have three board game companies that are willing to put it on their shelves. Wonderful. And so we may do that. There are difficult marketing and business decisions, and I cannot wait to discover those solutions in the days ahead. Awesome. But most people will purchase it online. Okay. And we'll ship it to them. Wonderful, because I don't live here, so I know I can get one right away. There you go. I have to tell you. I love your attitude. I, yeah, yeah, you're one of our writers, and so I do get to interact with you. But through this process, I've not ever heard you grumble. It's always been the next opportunity for success, the next opportunity for this to come together. And that has been really motivating to me, watching from the cheat seats. And so I thank you for that, because it, it shows in your column. But at the same time, um, to get to talk to you one-on-one. And some of those days were not always the easiest days. Well said. Thank you for that. Uh, I love uh, the opportunity we have in life to choose what we say. Yeah. And my words are you going to add to the solution or add to the problem. It's not an easy life. There's no easy button. But we do have God. So, Amen. Well, as always, we have run out of time. I knew this would be fun and I knew it would go fast. 
Um, folks, you can read Steve's column on our website, christianlivingmag.com, by searching Steve Nelson under the columns tab. You can also go to t4games.org to get more information on Noah's Ark, The Journey. Steve, Caleb, and Lydia, thank you so much for joining me today. We've had a great time, and I've learned a lot. Jackie, thank you for co-hosting. I know I kind of sprung that on you, sis, but you did a great job. This has been so fun. This brings our time to an end for this week. Folks, we invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.